especially what I see just on social media and my friends who are, they're not saying, hey, I support the Israeli government. They're not saying every single Jew agrees with what the Israeli government is doing. We're not saying that the people that are, you know, our, our people, Israelis that were killed on October 7th are more important than all the Palestinians that are being, you know, innocent Palestinians that are being killed. All we want is, is recognition because what I see is tons of people focusing on the Palestinians that are being killed, not mentioning the Jews. Welcome to A Crossing Face, where Christian and Muslims speak religion and politics. It's turned into the largest multi-faith podcast ever. Ever. I'm here with my, my friend, colleague, Miss Jessica. Hello. Hi, well, why did you why whip up us with the dramatic pause? What's going on? Oh. Don't bang just, the hell out of that on the thing. It's going to go right into the recording. I've just never been a guest on a podcast before, so I don't know... If you're a millennial, though, you're an elder millennial and you've dodged that bullet. I have. Yeah. I've gone 37 and a half years without being a guest on a podcast. 37 and a half years. Yep. You're 37? Actually, I'm 37 and an, and a 11.5 twelfths. So you're still 37. <laughs> All right. So, okay. All right, I don't, we're not 13 year old Japanese girls. No, so not anymore. No, so we're not counting the halves. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm technically 37. You're 37, okay. And so Jessica helps me out with a lot of the work that I do. But we have a lot of meaningful conversations. You really do. And so we wanted to talk under the backdrop of Israel, Palestine, Hamas. You were having some concerns. We chatted about it. Mm -hmm. And we decided to go public with it. Yeah. So you're, I mean, are you, this is different. What you're explaining to me, it's different than what you're used to as far as being the way you interact in the public space. I just have never felt threatened or, you know, I've never felt scared or ashamed to admit or talk about you know my religion which is judaism so that this is a weird thing so like i i've never had you know with all the you know places of worship being attacked and war and all this other stuff never had both muslims and my jewish friends come to me at the same time and it's it is like clandestine meetings like one of my one of my one of my jewish friends was like 11 o'clock night was like hey can we can we meet and i'm like yeah he's like let's meet here and in the you know so here i'm driving 40 minutes to meet him and then it was about this because he did he needed a safe space to talk about it and then and then i'm here i am like doing like you know what what a, a you know christian would call pastoral care trying to talk about what's going on and you know should i carry my pistol with me should mm -hmm. we do this should we do that you know because we're we're up in the mountains here and we're all doesn't matter what faith we are we're all good old boys yeah. you know so up here so um 
the nice little bubble of the Hudson Valley. Right. And and if you're a local, you're born and raised. I mean, and he's like the one of the last of the Casca Mountain Jews. He's his family came here 150 years ago from Russia. Wow. Yeah. So like they're not, you know, he, he's got a pickup truck that's got that that everything's broken on. <laughs> but you know, drives. He's my lawyer, so he drives a Mercedes. But but uh, but but he's got a pickup truck. He's doing all kinds of stuff. And then uh, but he was like, you know, because shouldn't do that, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's very much like post 9-11 Muslims, you know, not trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I had a, you know, a third of post 9-11 Muslims were like, oh no, I'm, 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 I'm Mexican. You know, I'm, I'm Latino. They pulled that <laughs> to get out of it. You know, um, a third, um, third, third Muslims, American Muslims kind of be like indigenize themselves with the counterterrorism movement. Yep. You know, uh, sort of like Uncle Tom did. You know, and then a third of them uh, went, you know, the other way, became like radically defensive of Islam. And there's no reason to do that. It's, you know, because it's a doomsday cult. Yeah. That was the answer. Yeah. You know, they, they Mehdi Hassan did. You know, he did this speech uh, at Oxford that was like really, really went viral. And uh, and it's like you know, defending Islam against Christians. It's like, it's, it's not the, 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 why get into a conversation like that? There's no... We're all Abrahamic, you know, we're all muddling through, you know, the faith and the books and all that business. So, but with you right now, you were, they came to me, we were chatting about this and I'm like, and then I asked if you wanted to do a recording because I think a lot of people are going through this. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you know me, I'm an educated. You're, 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 you're a, you're, you're a, a Jew, uh, I always do this. You're a geographer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a I'm, college-educated I'm a, geographer. Exactly. I've got a degree. I went, you know, spent more years than, I, than I'd like to admit in Hebrew school without learning a single thing. Well, I mean, we, you know, it, a, good, a good amount of Yiddish. We go through a good amount of Yiddish a day. It's true. You know, we, That's know. the best thing I got out of Hebrew school. But I think that what it is is that but you would you could say you're a cultural, a cultural culturally Jew. practicing Jew, right? Yes. And you pra- more, more than maybe you know, but you practice. You do you know high holidays. I mean, yeah. Hanukkah's coming on Thursday. Are you full on with that? Let's just say the menorah is out. The candles, a fresh pack of candles. Is it a menorah or a Hanukkah? Touche. It's a Hanukkah. The Hanukkah is out. Yeah, there's less arms. Yes, the menorah it's is the one. for Shabbat. Well, that's the thing that was that's in the in the picture of the the temple falling apart. With the Babylonian exile, that they they have they have a, a menorah and the well, and and but the Hanukkah the Hanukkah specifically for Hanukkah. less arms yeah it's more arms it's more arms yes the Hanukkah has four on each side and one in the center and the other one's seven the other one yes is three and three and one in the center so not seven versus nine I, mean, I know there's two differences I, I do, okay no, so listen it's more. hard to keep up with it's a lot it's a lot we have a lot of little they things couldn't... like that that. So it lasted one more night than the, than the menorah. But but it wasn't but about just, that. What was the yeah. lasting of the of the of the? the yeah, but it's the, not the like world. they had a menorah to light. Right. It's not like they were like, oh, if if God is here, you know, please save us through this this time of darkness and make this oil last for the, all the the arms of the Hanukkah. Of, both of, the of them in the house? No, I only have a Hanukkah. Okay. And I bring it out once a year, for Hanukkah. I always got my ready to rock. You never know. 
I mean, if the lights go out, it, it can hold. Well, you know, my office, it's like a multi-fake madrasa. And it's then, true. And then I got, you know, I got tons of stuff floating around here, but I feel like it's, you know, you know, like the Quran, it's got to be like elevated and put aside in like a place of reverence. Although I'm definitely afraid of it falling off and kidding me. And like, it's, at, it's at a moment. solid metal yeah. piece. At any it moment, could, I feel like it out. could cascade and hit me. Yeah. And that would be an act of God, though. I mean, there's a lot of clutter up there. It's on the top of my cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot. But in any event, I wanted to... <laughs> I mean, this is the problem. With that. All right, so uh, if you have a guess, that the, the, the physical works is like my number one with Muslims for Muslims and, and my this other stuff, other work I do. And so the problem is, is we digress into... We said we need to talk about work. It'll take 15 minutes. And then two hours and 15 minutes later, we've talked, we've covered 15 minutes of work. And two hours of nonsense. A therapy. Well, yes. It's, it's, yeah. It's really free a therapy. therapy. It's really a therapy session. It's very cathartic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. This thing is. I, I think it's 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 dangerous, but I can't. If I bring it down lower, I feel like it's a hate crime. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep it up there. Just keep it right where it is. And and at any moment, though, I feel like the that the, you know like something could fall onto it, and then I'm on the phone, and or I bump something, or. Or worse, somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah, you don't know the, what they're the doing on the other side. And all of a sudden, the thing the cascades down. What I think would be a nice touch is if, you know, it would make people feel welcome and happy is if you brought that out Thursday. I pop it in the window. That's what's oh, here. okay. I got the candles, too. All right, fresh Although pack. I'm afraid. I, I, if it's I, not a fresh packet, you're not going to have enough. I'm you know, every year I'm like, oh look, I have half a pack. I'm definitely afraid of the, of like lighting the candles. You know, well, of course, my mother instilled fear of of flames. There's no way. You know, everyone that everyone that she knew ha burned down their house from a candle. So all right, so and you got to put the candle goes in the day of, so it's like the, the first day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah out, pop a first candle. The last one is the center one, apparently. No. No, the the center one is number one. Is what you use to it has a name, and if I was a better Jew, I would know the name. My friends, if they're listening to this, are going to be, I mean, just n never more disappointed. It has a specific name, the center candle, and that is what you use to light the other candles. Okay. Should we should I look it up? Yeah, if and, I mean, they, you know, this, I mean, who's doing the math on that right now? Yeah. You know, I'm somebody, everybody who's listening just Googled it. It's true. And it was just going, what's going on? Okay. Or they already know it and they can't believe that someone who, you know, considers themselves a culturally, culturally practicing Jew who was bat mitzvahed and went to Hebrew school doesn't know the name of it. Yeah, but you can't, it doesn't. That, I'm being judged and that's fine. It doesn't matter. You're just as, aren't you, you're just as Jewish as anyone else. Yeah. You can't like un-Jew. People will judge you for not being Jewish enough or for being too Jewish. I mean, that's what the Jews do. We judge people. Right. But that's, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's everything. And is, th is that part of the reason why the rest of the world hates us? Because we're judgmental. Well, I don't know if the rest of the world hates you. Well, that's I don't know if the what Chinese, brought us. I don't think the Chinese care. Okay, that's true. I don't I mean, I would Japan, well, they're just so powerful that they don't have to care about much. Well, I just don't think they're doing the math on the Jewish community. Mm -hmm. They've got enough problems. But the, the whole thing. And they're, they're the second largest or the largest community right now. But um, this whole thing started as, you know, you and I were talking and I just didn't understand why people hate Jews so much. Besides, like, you know, 
besides right now, people don't agree with what Israel is doing in in you know Gaza and and the West Bank. So, well, I would I would argue that that Israel Palestine has nothing to do with religion. Although, I think that the Christian community would be is passionate about about couching it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Piers Morgan, you know, he said, "I'm very sympathetic to the to the you know what to what's what the plight of the Palestinians." I've, I've watched his show a lot, and um, and then he brings Muslims on, and it says, "You know, you do condemn Hamas, do this, you know." He goes to this whole song and dance, and I find. Um, I find, uh, you know, it's just very pedantic for him to, to kind of be like that. It's like, look, it, it, it's right at the, at the cusp of statehood. The Palestinians were lost their opportunity. It was a, 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 an Ottoman possession mm-hmm. during World War I. What the, the Ottomans lost. The mm-hmm. British took over. So we're talking about, you know, the 1920s, right? Yeah. So, so it was a very, for a short time, it was a, it was a colonial possession. For the British, and then the British couldn't deal with managing that region, uh, and we they had just gotten over, and then World War Two happens, right? Yeah. There's you have the Holocaust, and guess what? Guess who? Guess who? Guess who transacted the Holocaust? It was a an evangelical Christian movement in Germany called Nazism, and then Balfour, who is the guy in. In uh, in Britain, so a lot of shenanigans going on over there. They can't they can't keep it down. And they have no self control. No. So, the studio is in the back of the other business, and they there there's a lot of shenanigans going and a lot of volume control that that doesn't exist. <laughs> so Balfour, who is a raging anti semite uh, in England, decided, okay, we're going to start this whole we're gonna, we're going to get. We're going to solve our problem. We don't want the we don't want the Jews in Europe. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't want them. Uh, uh, the Nazis, the Germans didn't want them, but we don't want them either. We yeah. never let anybody in during the Holocaust. It was Muslim com- countries that let Jews in. So let's give this new brand new colonial possession that we don't want to control. Let's give it to the Israelis. Well, what would be the Israelis, mm-hmm. the Jewish community, and that would that became like the Zionists, you know, which is the Zionism it, it has its roots in evangelicalism. Uh, and they said, let's get them over there. And um, and it kind of killed two birds with one stone. It was like, well, we feel that, that we we, we got up here that we feel bad about the Holocaust, which nobody really did in Europe. And then uh, they decided, said, well, let's let's get rid of this colonial possession by giving it to European Jews, not Semitic Jews. Mm-hmm. And then we can get, but then they don't come to our country. Uh, how great is that? You know, so, so, so it's win-win and we get, we get the, we get the Jewish community over there. So, um, but you ask the question, like, why do people hate Jews? Well, it, it's, 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 there's, it's, it's threefold. Um, the Christian community wanted the, 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 the establishment of Israel because the, the, the Zionist movement means that there has to be a homeland for the Jewish people. And in there has to be establishment of the temple, the rebuilding of the temple. Once that happens, then the second coming, then Jesus is coming back. There's a, a resentment because of that reliance on the Jewish people for that second coming. Mm-hmm. That's really an implicit reason. It's one of the implicit reasons. Okay. Okay. 
that resentment exists because they have to sort of corral the Jewish community to do what they want, even though the Jewish community, the covenant with God is to be stateless. After the covenant was broken, there's been a series of covenants broken, uh, and to the, the, the Jerusalem be the whole, a holy city, but to be stateless. That's kind of like the rub. You, you stay the chosen people, but you got to remain, remain stateless. Now, that's some of that's left up to interpretation, but that's that is a Jewish doctrine. That's a doctrine within uh, the, the, the theology, right? So okay. But if you want to know ex explicit reasons uh, why, and you see the world, but it's not really the world. It's it's really why European or European descendants, why they don't like Jews. Anybody who's Christian doesn't like the Jews because of they killed Christ. Right. Simple as that. Did we admit to that? Well, the Sanhedrin did, did, did convict. Okay. Unanimously. Mm-hmm. I did a show about this where I was like, it seems peculiar because James, the brother of Jesus, was on the Sanhedrin at the time. Joe of Arimathea was on the Sanhedrin at the time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Nicodemus, the, the most learned Jew at the time, mm -hmm. was on there and he like admired Jesus. It's peculiar. It's very peculiar. Something's not adding up. It is not adding up. If it was, I was going to do an intelligence analysis, I would say he's got. He's got a stacked deck at the Sanhedrin yeah. with buddies yeah. and his family. So we're going to come in and I'm going to say I'm the king. Mm -hmm. And and if it goes great, great, then we rock it. But if it doesn't, we're going to, we have a, we have a way out here. What we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to, the, the con op, the concept operation is going to be, we're going to go to, we're going to, we're going to have the Sanhedrin convict me, try me. And then, and then, well, guess what? One of the people on the Sanhedrin, Joel Arimathea, is going to give me his tomb. It's a lot of space in there. Yeah. So you want to know what? We're going to and get him out, get me, get me out. And then I'm going to write. I'm going to write the gospel. I'm going to write the you know the, the, the book of sayings, the Q document, the source document. And so, um, so you know, it, 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 if you were going to do intelligence analysis of this, I think I would think you'd say, okay, you know, something doesn't sit right. They never has there been a trial before or after in the middle of uh, Passover. Yeah. So so yeah, so yeah. you know you know you can you know, you know coincidences happen. I don't trust them. So there's why why are they why did why was the Russia holding the trial? Unanimously convict. Peculiar, but the, regardless, to answer your question, and we did it. I did an intelligence analysis of the crucifixion ones, and one of the previous episodes. The bottom line is is that. There was a conviction, and it did lead to, you know, the the, the this all this stuff that said that happens in the Passion, in that movie with uh, who's what's it called? Mel Brooks. Mel Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Right. Yeah, right. Mel Brooks. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, it sounds like you know, you know, it's like I was like I was teaching class and I and I was I was talking to the kids. I go, idle hands are right, devils, and you know, you know, and all right, you know, and. uh and uh, um, I would get it, it was it was it was all these different things that people say it was devil's eggs. No. Yeah. No, no. I just I get my mel's mixed up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. devil's workshop was the, the answer I was looking for. You know, but they couldn't. Sounds like. Yeah. Eggs. Exactly. It really does. The second the, the so the third explicit reason 
is because of usury. In Christianity in Europe, it was um, to give loans. It was illegal during uh, early, I would say early European Christian, Christ, I would say early, throughout Christianity, it was, it was, it was illegal to conduct business and, and initial loans and, and take out um, uh, interest, mm-hmm. right? To give to, to acquire interest. So Christians were barred from doing that. So the Jews would do that. The Jewish community did that. And as a result, uh, you get increased wealth. But on top of that, there'd be a, a lot of shenanigans with uh, ownership. So you can correlate the rise of Jewish communities in Europe because of usury and loans and the increase in wealth and power to when that when that wealth and power people communities had enough at the expulsion so when you think about the expulsion of like you know, Russia here there whatever it is you'll see it a pattern between the increasing of wealth and power and the and then the church saying no this isn't going to happen or the king saying this isn't going to happen we need to they have too much power and, and this happens to everybody, you know? Yeah. And then they would push the Jews out or persecute the Jews or say, you need to forcibly convert to do this, to do that. And then as a result, the lo- the loosening of banking came up and um, where where Christians could conduct banking. And then when that happened, there was even a bigger purge, right? So, mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, so this- was this all before World War II? Yeah, this okay. is all, this is so that, you know, this is all during... There's the the persecution of the Jewish community in European countries mm-hmm. begins with the advent of Christianity and the idea that the Jews are responsible for the death of Christ in some manner, shape, or form. Right. Then from there, this usury became what as empire started built. And as Rome fell apart and empires start to build and statehood nationality starts to build, we're talking, and the pa- the rise of the papacy. So we're talking, you know, the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, in And we're talking from a thousand on, you have a pretty, pretty strong anti-Semitic um, uh, European community. Uh, and it fluctuates based on this idea of like, there's the usefulness of, of the, the the Jewish community when it comes to the finance, that's where you get some of these stereotypes from, right? Yeah. And then the idea is is that um, the, these communities start to to really indigenize themselves and think that they are German and think that they are Bulgarian and so forth. But as their power and wealth increases, the seated government decides to expel them or persecute them or to minimize them or devalue them. Uh, and the church was very passionate about that too. So is this where Hitler kind of got his, like, he he was just another another European, you know, a, a German who hated the Jews. He all Europeans, all yeah. Europeans have an. So that's why they were kind of like on board with with him. I mean, I I know the whole idea, but you know why There's a whole church. See, this is the gaff. There's a whole church in 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 Nazi Germany at the time that is backing Protestant church is backing Nazism. And Nazism in itself is and not just a nationalistic movement. It's a religious movement mm-hmm. that's based in the, the history and lore of the German people. And so, you know, it's not like people had to be convinced. This yeah. is already part of the DNA and still is part of the DNA of Europe. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't know if it's just me that's just oblivious and, you know, very lacking in, in basic history, you know, that 
maybe wasn't aware um, of why, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, may, you know, they're, they were the, the minority, the Jews, you know, there weren't as many, you know, especially in, I mean, you there's know. a lot of minorities at the time. Right, right. Sure. And I just thought, oh, he just chose, you know, everyone needed, everyone kind of was lost hope. They were, uh, Germany was what, a failing, like. Post-World War II, yeah. Germany had pay reparations. Right. All right. It, the, the economy was, it, and, and not, there's a, a series of things that came out of the Treaty of Paris, right? So that, so you had, um, uh, the, the, the Germans were, they made the Germans responsible for the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, World War One. Um, in 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 terms of, uh, like ideologically, politically, financially, and so forth. So the economy starts to tank. Um, but it's not just that. Where the rise in nationalism, you need an enemy in in the country. You don't. You can't use an external enemy if you don't have a military. So you have to have an internal enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, if people already are anti-Semitic, yeah. It's See, not, I didn't realize it's that. not that diff- it's not that difficult. Yeah. To, to turn around and say, well, you want to know what? We've got, we got this community here. Um, they, they don't fit in mm-hmm. because you, they dress a little bit differently. Yeah. They worship a little bit differently. They are minorities, so we're going to win because yeah. we have numbers. But here's the other thing. They have assets that could help us. Mm-hmm. They've got cash. They've got individual wealth. You know, There's a reason why you know they were pulling gold teeth out and confiscating art. And doing all that stuff. There was a reason why, you know, the, the anti-Semitic movement, the anti-Semitism movement, and um, the, the, the Nazi anti-Semitism movement is one part of a larger whole. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's about building an economy. It's about national pride. It's about uh, employment. And then this is one part of it, one sliver of it. Um, although it's a, it's, a, it's a significant sliver, and we're talking about people's lives, and we're talking about faith and all kinds of other stuff but it's it's one sliver in the larger game i mean mein Kampf doesn't isn't isn't just about anti-semitism mm-hmm. it's about Lebensraum, living space it's about you know all right the, the slavic peoples that they, they need to be subjugated the, there's a number of different issues that need to happen yeah. in order for mein Kampf to be realized but for purposes of the conversation about anti-semitism it's just i always think it's a really interesting gaffe it's like everybody's trying to make this a muslim jewish issue and in Palestine, but it's not really that. It's it's a continuation of an anti-Semitic movement that 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 has its birth in 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 the the, the killing of Jesus uh, and the viewing of the Christian the European Christian community of that, and then the idea of the second coming, and then the third part is uh, you know we was part of the DNA of the European community. So yep. we, so they say like we we want. We want to continue to figure out a way to keep manipulating and egging on the, the second coming. So if we can increase the war, we can keep this stuff moving forward and keep jacking it up. Um, we get we get to kill two birds with one stone. We get rid of the Muslims. We get rid of the Jewish community. Jesus comes back, and we're the only game in town. Yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, are Muslims to... coming for you? Do you fear Muslims? That's no. the in this country. See, no, I don't. You know, Muslims aren't attacking churches or temples. Um, it's 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 anti-Semitic dudes that are Christian. Oh yeah. But people say, oh, it's mental illness when it's a Christian. If it's a Muslim, it'd be his faith. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's complete. I mean, the, people just the amount of just privilege in this country that you get when you are, you know, a white male. 
Well, I, don't, I mean, well, that's a separate issue. So. Well, white, but but I, white male, and in, in addition to being a Christian, prod, you know, any of that. Well, well, I always get in this in this thing of of Christian of the community. It's like I just had this conversation with friends of mine house. I was at my friend's house, and we were chatting back and forth. And I said, you know, I, I, I we were talking about this, and he said, I said, well, it's just kind of funny because, you know, it, it like. The Palestinians couldn't be angry at the. Could, it's it's just impossible for them to be angry at the Israelis because of land. Like it's a land dispute. Okay, so um, there are two people that claim the same piece of land who happen to be Muslim and Jewish. All right, so is there an Islamic justification for the land? No. Is there a Jewish justification for the land? Well, they, they, there's some tenuous biblical claims. But before the Exodus, the Canaanites lived there. And the Canaanites genetically are, their descendants are the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. So that predates, you know, them. So I hear like uh, Ben Shapiro go through this whole thing about the Bible. And I hear, you know, Bill Mayer, Bill Mayer will say, uh, you know, well, but, you know, well, we were there for, you know, we have a claim because, you know, and he says it in a very casual way. And it's like, well, how far back do you go? Because if you go back before the Exodus, you guys, yeah, go. But the Canaanites who are still there, the Palestinians can can claim it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I mean, you, you know, you have the, the 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 Battle of Kadesh, which is up in that area, and the Hittites and the and the Egyptians both claim that victory. So maybe they were there futzing around before that. You know, so that so so it's it gets tenuous when you start using like biblical just like, oh, we were there first. Like what where do you where do you stop? Yeah, but like So it's not a religious issue as well. No, saying. it's not because everyone you know, people being there first doesn't mean shit or, anymore. Or or never did really. Because I mean that's the wars over land have been happening for how long? Look, you can say that it's the is, Israelis have a right to be there because it was a colonial possession of the British, and they could do whatever they want with it. Yeah, and that and and whatever the Palestinians say about uh, it's our state, it's our this, it's all that. It was British Palestine at the time. Mm -hmm. The idea that Palestine never exists is ludicrous, but it mm -hmm. did. But it was British Palestine. And the British could do whatever they want with their colonial possessions. Yeah. Um, but. Is that just? Um, probably not. Um, you know, and is there a religious motivation behind it? Sure there is. It's not about the Jewish state. It's about Christians wanting to expel as many Jews from Europe as possible. Uh, you have a huge amount of refugees during World War II. Jewish refugees. Where do you put them? But you can't, you, you, you don't want them coming back to Berlin where you you need to resettle non-Jews in those houses and those businesses, even though it was bombed and everything else, yeah, you know yeah. all this stuff. You want to get the get them get them out. And and there's and like I said, Balfour is very very clear about you know this 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 sort of anti-Semitic component. But the other side of it is is like they want the second coming. But so you have to give the Jews a state, and you have to get them to build that temple, which means you got to get them tangling with the Muslims. So let's get them over there. Let's get them started to build a theocracy. Let's sooner or later that that temple mount is going to is it's going to be a ball of fire.
so that's 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 kind of where it's at. Okay. You know, I mean, I I would argue that every Christian in it in their heart of hearts is just is just you know the, the usury that kind of is over with and. But Europeans, Europeans are generally anti-Semitic. I mean, they just—it's there. It's, just, it's so easy to tap. But in what's unfortunate is that now there's a whole new, you know, group that's going to have anti-Semitism, you know, in their blood and roots, and it's this the Gen Z. Well, you can't look at an issue in in if you look at an issue where you it's like pick a side, then you're gonna. You're gonna get into trouble. So, if you say, you know, you know, fourteen thousand people or fourteen hundred people that were killed on on the seventh, you know, that that's that's more important than you know the ten thousand people getting killed in Gaza. You know, you once you start killing women and children, oh, so you, you start losing your moral high. And ground. I think, the, and like what I'm, the thing is, especially what I see just on social media, and my friends who are, they're not saying, hey, I support the Israeli government. They're not saying every single Jew agrees with what the Israeli government is doing. We're not saying that the people that are, you know, our, our people, Israelis, that were killed on October 7th are more important than all the Palestinians that are being, you know, innocent Palestinians that are being killed. All we want is the, just the thing is, is is recognition that because what I see is tons of people focusing on the Palestinians that are being killed, not mentioning the Jews, mentioning, you know, an, uh, some, a story of three, three college kids shot on campus because of, you know, they were praying. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't, read the article but it was just someone had posted they were praying in what arabic right and wearing uh the a muslim flight of some yeah. sort they were shot and it's like but the, so they they bring up things like this and then they ignore the death threats and bomb threats that jews on cornell campus were getting yeah. and the the protesters, you know, not the demonstrators who are being killed or beaten up or harassed for just being, you know, for, for being Jewish, for, you know, either wearing a yarmulke or, you know, having a Jewish flag showing that they, you know, that they are just like, I, you know, and I, I don't think, and especially as like people these days when they say like, I stand with Israel, I don't think that they are saying Yes, you know, kill the Palestinians. I think what they're saying is, um, well, there's a group that are saying that. I think well, it, yes, but I it's think just it's more like, nuanced. Yeah, it is, and it's what. But what we're saying is like, there's a group of them that are saying that. Yes, you know, there's, there's groups group, of people that are saying everything, yeah, and so that's the problem. It's like, like well, with Israel is just like you know, Israel has a right to be there as well, yeah, and it, you know, and the, and it's a two state land and. Um, Jews shouldn't be, you know, blame, you know, Israel is defending itself and yes, Israel, you know, does some, but the, the whole thing to me, that's crazy. And like I said, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not very 
his. So we're looking for. Well, you're, 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 I mean, you're not dialed in on, I mean, you're not, you're not, I don't like, know at all about the history, history of, yeah. like, this is, we are persecuted here, there, whatever it is, exactly. but you know when something doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, and I think the problem is, is that I'm saying, you know, well, I, I have so many people from both sides saying, you know, filling me with information and this and this and this, but it's like, I'm not going to use those as, as, um, in in defense or in a, in an argument, unless I fact check it. Yeah. Well, and there's just too many things, and there's every article that's written is coming from one side, and I just I don't even know what to believe and what not. So, but it's just you know people, and and news channels and journalists and that are all just turning headlines against you know, even if it's like. So so recently I saw one where it's like Israel continues to bomb Hamas or Palestine even after the ceasefire but they don't mention anything about or or yes we know Hamas is still bombing Israel but it's not that as bad it's not as bad because Israel built the iron dome right and so they they can't penetrate the you know but it's just very one-sided and it's sad and scary to see especially when there's people who who I know don't know anything about this subject prior to October 7th. Well, this, yeah, this is just, I mean, a lot of it's a trend. It's like, the you know, the same people that were Me Too, that went to PLM, that mm-hmm. went to Ukraine. And they're not doing this. anything. All they're doing is posting ceasefire now yeah. or, you know, you know, well, like, Palestine. They're like, they're, child, posting it. they're not wandering, wandering into the conversation. Like I always say, I'm not an Israel Palestinian guy. I always said whatever needed to be said has been said, and someone needs to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But the challenge right now is that it's all kind of coming to a head. And you know, if we can't speak clearly and can't speak openly and can't just say, look, you know, there, there is a problem with the formation of, the, of, of Israel when you're displacing this many people. You got 2 million people floating in 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 gaza and the problem is uh you just can't keep bombarding those killing those people indefinitely right under the auspices that they're human shields and that's your justification well they're human shields for hamas we don't like hamas we're going after Hamas. so and there's no there's no backing other than you just saying it Mm -hmm. um and the same respect israel has right to some determination but there has to be some give on what uh, defending yourself is elite, and there are rules, and and those rules, those those international rules, are are being violated. You can't indiscriminately bomb civilians. You can't, you know. So, um, are they being violated by both Israel and Hamas? Well, Hamas is a doomsday cult. Everything yeah. that Hamas has been doing is not in line with Islam. And on top of that, you know, they're they're they've they've made so many violations. So. The problem is, is supporting a doomsday cult is wrong, mm-hmm. uh, and then, but but also supporting uh, the Killing. response that Israel's had is wrong too, and so but nobody wants to say that. Everybody wants to be like, oh, you know, after all this time, the Palestinians are justified. After all this, and and are you know the the you know Israel is justified because they have the right to defend themselves, self determination, and. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's nothing they can do. This, the Hamas is using the civilians as shields. Well, no, they're not. Here's my here's my answer to that. 
Um, if Hamas is using civilians as shields, uh, uh, it's not working. So there's no value to saying that because the Israelis will just plow through the human shields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, essentially. Yeah. You know, like that's uh, very clearly, very directly. They don't care. They don't care about the human shields. They, you know, well, you know, they're, there's the human shields. We got to get the Hamas. That's why we're bombing everything and blowing up buildings and doing whatever they want. So that excuse kind of wears down when you disregard the human shield element. Now, if if the Israelis were like, we're not going to attack the hospital because there are people there, that would be different. Uh, sending pamphlets out and sending warnings, texting people and warnings, which is, some, which is something that's said, that's a terror tactic. Mm. Okay. Um, you're, you, you got a family, right? So uh, you got a baby child, right? So just imagine if, they, if it's all of a sudden you got a text that said, um, in, in the next 15 minutes, we're going to bomb this build that the, your, your house because Hamas has uh, got a headquarters there. And of course you're going, headquarters? What are you talking about? There's not, the lawyer room is, in the, it is, is tiny. Yeah. What do you mean there's a headquarters here? And then they're like, you've got to hump it with your kid five, 10 miles to a refugee camp that you just heard was bombed by the same guys who were texting you. Mm. What, what would you do with your, how was your kid? He's going to be two. So, you know, would you be up for, would you be up for a five, five mile hike? No. You know, 10 mile hike, mm -hmm. 20 mile hike? No. With the kid, with the, and, and then and then to a refugee camp that you know that he's really just bombed. You see what I'm saying? It's a territory. It's a, it's a gaff. Yeah. You know, where are you going to go? Netanyahu wants to remove these individuals to the Sinai Peninsula. He's been wanting to do that for a long time. He thinks in his head, it's like, if I could just do that, I could just show that I was right. And then I'll have longevity in the office because the people is... He already has longevity. I mean, how long is he? Right, but they want, he wants forever. You know, yeah. he's one of these guys who wants forever. I mean, he, you know, he was, he couldn't bring his party together. He couldn't, he could barely get voted into office. And then he was being extremely disruptive with what's going on in the country. You know, uh, Israel doesn't have a constitution. Everything's decided by the courts. He was dismantling the courts. Right. So, so, you know, yet the problem is, is that he's not very popular. So, you know, he's got this old school thinking. If I start a war, this is what's going to happen. But the thing, the, that old school thinking doesn't work. It's the, he is in, in this day and age because of social media, all the stuff that you're talking about, you know, supporting Hamas and more the Palestinians, all this other stuff. It's all real or near real time. And this is, this has got the same attention, this, the same exact attention that we too, BLM, uh, uh, Ukraine, and now it's this. Yeah. So this is, and, and this will only last a certain amount of time. So now they're like, all right, the, when, when's the new cycle going to drop off in this and then move to the next thing? So just, uh, I guess this is more of an opinion question. Is there weren't terror, terror attacks on Israel, if there weren't, you know, because I, you know, I see people and hear people saying, and, you know, my friends who live in Israel saying that there are, Palestinians and Arabs who freely work and live in Israel. Yeah. So obviously Israel has a relationship with these people and doesn't discriminate based on the, to well, an extent. Well, they do. They do. They, they do. do. I mean, they have roads that streets that 
are for you know Jews only. Okay. And then they weld so, the doors okay. shut uh, for among the the Palestinians. Uh, okay. And you can't. They have to like. They can't. They don't have access to that road. They got to climb on the roof and go to and heat the back. You know. Uh, um. I, I you know the problem is and I I you know apartheid. I don't know. Maybe there's an apartheid state. Maybe it isn't. I really don't know. All I can say is that there's there are places and rules associated with ethnicity and religion that's that 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 mean that those that are non-jews have have a different standard mm-hmm. okay now you know are there palestinians working there sure are there christians working in sure um i i was there as a guest of the government in and i think i think 17 or 18 or 19 so i was there and I saw what was going on, and I have you know, Israeli uh, friends and 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 colleagues uh, that I've worked with in the national security business. Uh, you know, you can't. You know, if you have two sets of rules, that's probably not right. No, no. You know, if you're going to allow people to have access to homes and things, that's not. No, that's not right. that's not right. You know, if you're all I'm wondering, settlers in to take land. It's not theirs, um, and occupy it and expel the people who own mm-hmm. the house. That's not right. You know, the same things that we talked about in the revolution, the quartering act. Yeah. The British could come in and take your house and put soldiers in that. The, 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 the Israelis have that. Yeah. The, 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 the quartering, you could, they could quarter their troops there at any time. But is this true or not true that most of the Israelis, or, you know, a large number of Israelis, residents of Israel, do not agree with the government? I don't know about that. Um, I can't say whether that's true or not. I would, I, my inkling would be no. Um, I was talking with a journalist friend of mine, and she said, well, you know, that if, it, if it's democracy, then everybody should get a vote. And I said, well, that's never going to happen because the Palestinians will outbirth the Jewish community, and then they will have power. Um, and she got, and she, her response was, well, well, so what? That's democracy. I go, you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, right? Yeah. That, that's, it. that's not what... Not that not, not that's not what this is about. Yeah, it's a Jewish state. I just wonder Specifically. if so. Would there be peace if Hamas was not in power? No. Peace to an extent of no, no because Hamas only exists after that the um the intifada intifada into the second intifada in uh, 80, 88, 89, mm-hmm. 87 maybe intifada. Okay. Yeah, intifada was it was. Is there a problem with that word for something? Okay, so they were seeking, you know... That was 88. That's yeah. the late 80s. But before yeah. that, there was all kinds of shenanigans. Yeah. And then one group. Yeah. And and you're not going to kill Hamas. For every one Palestine, Palestinian you kill, you just create three more Hamas guys. Yeah. You're just creating them. So what are we going to do? What's going to... What has to happen? Well, you need, to, you need to get rid of every... You need to get rid of all the... Israeli, Israeli, Palestine, uh, Palestinian peace negotiators because they haven't done shit. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two is you bring bring a whole bunch of land lawyers in there. They need to bring five land lawyers, real estate lawyers in there, and they need to negotiate the deal that everybody's going to lose, but everybody's going to gain, and that's it. And you need to do like a North Korea, South Korea or style situation, yeah. and make Jerusalem international city guarded by. You know, uh, an international, you know, troop. But is it ever going to be enough for? And you know, this is just based on what I've heard. You know, like 
in, in historically wise when when Palestine when they gave them land it wasn't enough and they you know they start or it's isn't ever going to be enough for either of them the two state was Israel happy with a two state the Israelis I think are unre unwilling to negotiate um the Palestinians are unwilling to accept mm -hmm. so um even if it, uh, with all of the, the the rhetoric that's thrown around, see, it's tough to go the look backwards. Generally, um, everything broke down because one or both of them started with shenanigans. Mm -hmm. it, and here's the thing: it doesn't matter. Who gives? Who cares? Who gives two shits about the past? Yeah. Right now, you have two populations occupying the same real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Forget about the past. Forget about, well, the, we did this and we've done this 14 times and mm -hmm. they, the, the Palestinians didn't accept. Well, guess what? The Palestinians have the same argument about you. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't matter. We take all that, put it away. And you say, right now there's a land dispute. Uh, right now there's conflict because of this it, it, because of this land dispute, this difference. How do we solve it? And I don't know. I, I, I don't think this I don't think this is a novel idea. And I don't think this is a solution. But... The only solution that I could come up with is you bring a bunch of real estate lawyers in, five of them. You empower them, and you say, "Look, we're an, we're an independent third party. We're gonna we're gonna arbitrate over this issue, and then we're gonna make up some, or you make up arbitrary borders because it's all arbitrary." Yeah, but is you know if if Palestine is still run by Hamas, they're not gonna listen to that. Uh, you'd have to start a provisional government, and you'd have to uh, you'd have to outlaw. You know, terrorist doomsday cults running your government. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. Right? So it seems reasonable. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, yeah, and the Israelis should have a constitution. Yeah. I mean, it's convenient to not have a constitution. It sure is. You probably should have a constitution that guarantees the rights. That, that's, I mean, that's something that, that we hold dear here and it, and it assures that everybody has rights. Um, now, there might be varying degrees of what that means. You can see some people don't have you know right on paper they do but I mean, right you, know, and you still have a court and judicial system and you have all this yes. stuff and you know we're moving down the road towards you know we're always improving but if you don't have a constitution if you don't have a set of rights that are guaranteed to you then that's a problem yes you know and 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 so what do you what do you do with that i don't know i don't know anyways i appreciate you taking the time I appreciate you you taking the time. This has been a special issue of Crossing Faiths. Uh, you can find us on Elware. All podcasts are, far, are being broadcast, and, and uh, the opening and closing music is by Vajra Temple. Thanks so much.